Actually, chapters 14, 15, and 16 gives the uh, account of the reign of King Asa, who was the king that probably had the greatest and the most extended period of revival. The greatest revival that ever came to Judah came under King Asa. It's pretty amazing uh, how that God put his hand upon this young king and then used him to bring revival uh, to, to the nation. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things about his life is the fact that uh, his father, his grandfather, and his great-grandfather, all of them fell into idolatry. All of them. Uh, beginning with Solomon. Solomon, who was the wisest man that ever lived, other than Jesus Christ. He was the wise man. He was a man who had uh, the counsel of his father, David, who, when he was getting ready to pass on, he gave counsel to his son, uh, Solomon, telling him to be strong and uh, show thyself a man and keep the charge of the Lord God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. So he had, he had a father, David, who gave him good counsel. Then he had the gift of God, this wisdom that came from God uh, to Solomon. But then uh, later in his reign, uh, Solomon began to take wives of pagan lands around. And those wives turned his heart toward idols. Now, if anything, there should be a warning to us all that no matter how close to God or how gifted or how wise you might be, or even who your, your, your spiritual influences might be, you can still succumb to temptation and you can still fail uh, in, in your latter years. And I do believe that, um, that God can help us to be strong now. He can help us to be strong in the coming days and all the way to the end of our days to remain strong in our commitment uh, to the Lord and to the things of God. So not only did Solomon fall uh, uh, to idolatry, but so did his son Rehoboam. And so did his son, Abijah, who was uh, Asa's father. And so you can see there's the long line of those who, kings that did good things and had good qualities about them, but they all seemed to fall to idolatry. And so I think we could take the warning uh, very clearly this morning from God's word that um, no matter how long you've known the Lord, no matter how much you know about the Bible or how long you've served the Lord, you still could fall prey uh, to idolatry. And you might not, you know, take idols into your home, physical idols, but idolatry is just simply anything that uh, steals the affection that belongs to God. So it can be a lot of things. It could be many, many things. It could be your job. It could be your bank account. It could be some person. Uh, there's a lot of things uh, in our life that can become an idol in our life. And that is what they all fell to. So take the warning from God's word and uh, commit yourself today. I want to be strong. I want to be strong in the Lord. And I want to stay strong. 
all the way to the end. Amen. Uh, all the way to the end of this, this age, uh, if Jesus comes, or to the end of your life, uh, that you would remain strong in your commitment to the Lord. Amen. So let's read some verses here in 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse number 1. So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In his days the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he took away the altars of the strange gods and the high places and break down the images and cut down the groves and commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to do the law and the commandments. And he took away out of all the city of, Ju of Judah, the high places and the images and the kingdom was quiet before him. And he built fenced cities in Judah for the land had rest and he had no war in those years because the Lord had given him rest. So the, the, the end result of his determination to follow the Lord and to turn away from idols was that God gave them peace. God gave them rest. And uh, the turmoil uh, was, was gone. The Bible says he did that which was good or the word just means pleasing to God. He did that which is good and right, or that he did that which was straight. He was careful to follow the law and the statutes and the principles of the law of God. He was straight in his commitment to what was right. And, uh, and so it's, it's, to me it's quite an interesting thing that, uh, uh, that this man Asa brought about this great revival and we can learn some things from his life and the kind of person uh, that, uh, that he was. Not only did he clear out the idols throughout all of Judah, I mean, he destroyed them, he tore them down and uh, uh, destroyed them, but even the idols that were raised up in his own household, in his own family. Uh, his mother-in-law, according to, or his mother, rather, according to verse 16 of chapter 15, it says, also concerning Makkah, the mother of Asa the king, he removed her from being queen because she had made an idol in a grove. And Asa cut down her idol and stamped it and burnt it at the brook Kidron. And the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all of his days. So, not only did it affect him and the kingdom, but I mean, he went so far as to even clear out his own household, his own family, his own mother uh, that was steeped in idolatry. He destroyed, removed her from being queen. Can you imagine the courage of this young king who stepped up uh, to make sure that God alone was worshiped? Only the true and the living God. This was a strong leader, a strong man who brought revival to Judah. And I do believe with all of my heart that in these days, um, that uh, uh, these days of idolatry where people have allowed their hearts and their affections to go after all kinds of things other than God and the things of God, I do believe that it's possible to stay strong. 
Amen. I believe it's possible to remain strong in these times when there's so many that are moving in a direction away from God and away from the word of the Lord, uh, but we can commit ourselves. I don't know. I just believe that Asa had a, he just had a moment. He must have had a, a made up mind moment. I, I can't read it. I've, I've read through these chapters several times, chapter 14, 15, and 16. It just simply says that he made a decision. He decided I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to seek after the Lord. And I'm going to command all of those that, under, that are under my influence and under my reign, I'm going to command them to seek the Lord as well. Now, obviously, he couldn't make them, their hearts go after God. But he knew that as his position as a leader and as the king, that he could have powerful influence over the nation in pointing them to the things of God. Amen. So no matter what your place or role might be in life uh, as fathers or mothers or grandparents or whatever role in life that you might find yourself in, you do have those who are under your influence and you can decide for them just like Joshua did. He said, well, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He just made a determination. I'm going to point my family, my children, my household I'm going to point them toward the Lord. So I believe that, that he had a, a made-up mind moment in his life. And every one of us need to have a time in our life where we just make a decision. I'm going to serve God. I had that time. I remember so very vividly in my young life as a young man and, and looking at the future and looking at all the different possibilities and all the temptations that were uh, before me. I still... I remember when I just decided, okay, I want God in my life. I want the favor of God upon my life. I want to follow after the Lord. And I remember when that decision was made in my heart. And it wasn't an easy thing. There are a lot of things pulling at me and a lot of things of the world that were pulling at me. But I remember when I made the decision, I am going to follow God. I'm going to do His will and do His purpose. And I just encourage you, Young people in this service today, you need to come to a time, whether you're 12 or 15 or 18 or whatever age you might be, you need to make a decision. You need to make a commitment to God and, and have a made-up mind moment and a time where you can look back on and say, at that time, in that church service, in that altar, I got a hold of God and I determined I'm going to serve God. I believe that's what happened uh, to Asa. It was like Daniel and those Hebrew children who purposed in their heart. They were not going to defile themselves. They were going to honor God. They decided to follow the will of God. Amen. And if you're going to make an impact upon our world and our society today, if you're going to be able to stand strong, you have to be able to, to make a stand and make a decision to follow the will of God with your life. Amen. Another thing I think that really influenced uh, uh, King Asa was the fact that he understood that he was living under the eyes of the Lord. That's what he says in uh, the text here in chapter 14. Asa did that which was good and right in the eyes of the Lord. He was aware that uh, wherever he went, whatever he did, that there was nothing hid from the eyes of the Lord. We need to live our life like that. Nothing is hidden. Nothing is secret. 
but we're open before God, that we understand that we're living under the eyes of God, that he is watching. If you want to find a, a holy man or a holy woman of God, they're going to be a people uh, that uh, recognize God is always watching. God is always watching. His eyes are always upon us. Amen. And I believe that King Asa understood that he was living and moving under the all-seeing eye of the Lord. His, his eyes are upon us. And because of that, our lives should be like an open book. Amen. It should be like an open book. Now, years ago, when Marsha and I got these iPhones uh, and uh, got some of this social media stuff going, and uh, good or bad, whatever you might think about that, but we, we determined, you know, we're going to be together on this. We're going to work together on this, and uh, and so um, anytime my wife she, she can get into my phone, if she says, "Let me see your phone," I just say, "Here it is," and I hand it to her, and that's that's the kind of uh, openness that I want there to be in our family and in our marriage that there would be an openness about it because we know that the eyes of the Lord are always upon us, and God is always. Watching what's going on in our life. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Proverbs 15 and 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. Beholding the evil. And the good. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. So I do believe that Asa uh, was this king that brought revival to Judah. Because he understood we're living, always living under the, uh, the all-seeing eye of God. And that caused him uh, to walk in holiness before the Lord. Amen. Oh, how we need uh, to understand uh, that God sees everything that's going on in our life, every detail, and even those things that you might think are private and secret. He knows all the things that are going on in our lives. Amen. The eyes of the Lord are upon us. Another thing about King Asa that brought revival uh, to Judah was the fact that that he knew the importance of seeking God, of calling upon the name of the Lord. It says that he commanded Judah to seek God. This is verse 4. To seek the Lord God of their fathers. He commanded them. He taught them. He instructed them. And, uh, and then in Second Chronicles 15, in verse 2, they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all of their soul. And then in verse 13, it says that... Whosoever would not seek the Lord, God of Israel, should be put to death. Let me tell you, Asa took this serious. He took it serious. He taught them. He instructed them. He commanded them to seek the Lord. And he, and he warned them that those that would not seek the Lord, that they were going to have trouble. They were going to have problems. Verse 5 and 6. In those times there was no peace to them that went out nor to him that came in, but great vexation 
whereupon all the inhabitants of the countries and the nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. You see, he sought the Lord. He commanded the nation to seek the Lord. He made a covenant uh, before them. I'm going to seek the Lord with my whole heart. And that brought peace and rest. That brought, brought peace and rest to the nation. If you try it on your own, if you try to live your life without the help of God, without dependence upon the Lord, then he warned, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be vexation. It's going to be trouble. The nation is going to be destroyed. The city is going to be vexed with all kinds of adversity. Those that do not seek the Lord are going to find themselves in lots of trouble. Amen. If you want to see God move in your life, if you want to stay strong in these difficult days that we're living in right now, then learn the value of committing yourself to seeking after God with your whole heart. Amen. And then that leads to a next level here of commitment that he made, and that is he trusted God against all odds. He trusted the Lord against all odds. Verse 9, it says that there came out against them Zerah the, the Ethiopian with a host of a thousand thousand, a million man army. This is probably the greatest army invasion against Judah in, the, in its history during the time of Asa. A thousand thousand, a million man army came up against him. They are outnumbered, greatly outnumbered. In uh, this, this fight um, that they're up against. And it says, Asa went out against them and set the battle in array. And in verse number 11, it says, Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing with thee to help, whether with many or with that, that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee. And in thy name we go against this multitude, O Lord. Thou art our God. Let not man prevail against thee. Then the very next verse says, So the Lord smote the Ethiopians before Asaph and before Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. Praise God. Amen. He, he saw the value and the importance of putting his complete trust in the Lord, no matter what the odds, no matter what the struggle might be. He brought revival uh, to Judah because he trusted in God no matter what the circumstance might be. Praise God. Even a million-man army was put to flight because he trusted in the Lord with his whole heart. Amen. I don't know. We, we, we find ourselves in these last days certainly facing all kinds of uh, uh, troubles and problems and opposition and the enemy sometimes you do feel like you're outnumbered you feel overwhelmed by uh, the, you know just the bombardment of the world's and the the, uh, the world's ideas and philosophy trust in the Lord put your trust in the Lord no matter what the odds might be put your hope and your confidence in the Lord he is the one that will bring deliverance he is the one that will fight your battles for you Praise God. Now let's move on down to verse 1 of chapter 15. This is the, probably the greatest victory that, that Judah and Asa has, has witnessed. And as soon as he's coming back from the battle, the Lord uh, the, puts the Spirit of God upon a prophet 
uh, by the name of Azariah. And he went out to meet Asa as he's coming back from this great victory. I'm sure Asa's feeling pretty good. He's feeling pretty confident uh, after winning the big, this battle. But God moves this prophet to speak to him. And he went out to meet him and said, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And so the warning came to him. If you turn away from me, I'm going to turn away from you. He was reminding Asa, listen, God gave you this victory. This was not your strength or your ability, but God gave to you this victory. Let me tell you, God, and you know, he responded in a positive way uh, to this uh, message from this prophet. I, I believe that he appreciated the fact that God sent this prophet to him. Uh, and uh, that he was willing then uh, to obey the voice of the man of God, the prophet of God. You know, God puts those spiritual leaders and spiritual authorities in our life. And people sometimes treat that pretty carelessly. I thank God over the years for pastors and spiritual leaders that God has placed in my life. And I'm telling you, I would not be here today if it was not for certain ones that God used to point me in the right direction. I've told you before the story when I was just a teenage boy and my pastor called and said, I want to I come and pick you up and we're going to go for a ride. And I thought, uh-oh, I'm, I'm called on the carpet by the preacher. And it's exactly what he was doing. He saw that I was kind of getting distracted. He saw that I was, you know, I had friends and, and uh, relationships that I didn't need to have. And, and he came, he took time out and he came and he picked me up and we went for a ride. And all through that conversation, it wasn't just him, you know, beating me on the head, but he was letting me know, I care about what happens to you. And he was reminding me, you know, God has his hand on your life. Don't allow any of the things of the world to pull you away from God. And he warned me. And I have to tell you, as a teenage boy, I really didn't appreciate it all that much. And, but now when I look back, I'm so thankful that there was a man that had the courage to talk to me and warn me and instruct me in the way uh, that was right. Amen. The Bible says that pastors watch over your soul because they must give an account for you. Amen. So it's not that pastors have any particular special insight or wisdom other than the fact that God has so ordained it to be so that they would have responsibility and counsel to offer to you. So don't turn your voice away from the voice of the man of God. Amen. Amen. Listen uh, to the word of the Lord and listen to those that would give you godly uh, counsel and point you in the ways of the Lord. Amen. Over the years, I've had people, you know, I knew, I knew they were going in a direction away from God. And I would, move, I would try to walk toward them and they would walk the other direction. They'd try to get away from me because they thought, well, he's, he's going to get on to us or he's going to tell us something and, uh, uh, that, that they needed to hear. And that's exactly probably what would have happened is that uh, uh, you, 
I want to, I want to warn. I want to give encouragement. I want to point people uh, toward the Lord and toward the things of God because I understand the responsibility that we have. Several times in the history of Israel, uh, and I, I, can't, I don't have time to go through all these different accounts, but the phrase would come up several times that they ask not the counsel of the Lord. They ask not the counsel of the Lord. Let me tell you, if you want to experience the move of God, if you want to stay strong in these last days, you're going to have to ask for the counsel of the Lord. You're going to have to listen to your parents, young people. You're going to have to pay attention to godly examples and godly leaders that God has put in your life. Pay attention to them. Listen to the voice. I understand people are not uh, you know, infallible, but God raises up leaders and authorities to give to you wise counsel Pay attention to their words. It could save you a lot of heartache and a lot of trouble in your future. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can stand strong in these last days. We can remain true to the things of God and to the word of the Lord in spite of the direction of our world that we're living in right now. Now the heartbreak of this story is that for 36 years, Asa is this great leader, mighty man who sought the Lord. But Asa also fell in the latter years of his life. That's the warning we get from this account here in the scripture. The warning is that he was a man of God. He sought the Lord. He did everything right until after 36 years of revival, and a move of God, uh, he became careless. He became complacent. Instead of trusting the Lord and putting his confidence in the Lord, he turned away from the counsel of the Lord. Even when God sent a prophet to him to warn him again, this time he puts this prophet in prison. And uh, Asa the prophet, or Asa the king, died with a disease, the Bible says, in his feet. He had a disease in his feet, and he would not seek the Lord. Even though all of this was happening to him, he would not turn to the Lord, but rather he sought help from the physicians. He looked to men's man-made help instead of seek the Lord. I don't know, when I read through chapter 14, 15, and 16, read about all the successes and all the revival, I'm thinking, Lord, how is it possible that another generation, another generation fell into idolatry and turned away from the voice of the Lord. How is it possible? It's a warning to us. All of these accounts are given to us in the scripture to warn us, uh, to encourage us, uh, to keep our trust in the Lord. When you're young, when you're middle-aged, when you're old, hold steady. Amen. Be strong. In the Lord, all the way to the end, all the way to the end. I have to tell you, I have known of great men of God, great preachers, great pastors, great people of God who served the Lord faithfully. And in the last years of their life, the very last years of their life, they compromised. They turned away from the voice of the Lord. I don't know how that happens, except somewhere along the line, they became self-sufficient. And they didn't do like 
Asa had done in his younger years, sought the Lord and commanded the people to seek God and put their trust uh, in the Lord. Let me tell you, you may have served the Lord like me a long, long time, but I have to, to, to tell you that I still find myself often, often saying, Lord, I must have your help. I must have your strength. I cannot do what you've called me to do unless you empower me and you help me, you anoint me uh, to do the task. And all the way to the end, we need to remain dependent upon our God. Amen. Trusting in the Lord. Stay strong. Stay strong. No matter where you find yourself in your, your Christian experience, Stay committed, stay strong. Don't allow the influences around you to cause you to turn your heart away from the Lord. That's what Asa did. It's unimaginable. He knew about Solomon. He knew about Rehoboam. He knew about his father, Abijah. He had a long heritage of things he could have learned the lesson from that in the latter years they failed and they turned their ear away from the voice of the Lord, and he fell into the exact same trap. Be warned this morning. Be warned. You may have served the Lord a long time, but you still need to come to him every day like a little child and express your dependence upon him. You still need to come back to God all the time. You don't serve him so long that you know all about it and you know all the answers Every day we are dependent upon him. We are trusting in the Lord to help us, to strengthen us, to empower us. Stay strong. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? Father, we thank you for the example from your word. And I do know, Lord, that as long as we seek you, Lord, we can experience your help your touch in our life. Help us, Lord, to take heed to the warning of the word of God today and never forsake you and never depend on our own wisdom, our own strength, but, Lord, to put our trust entirely in you today. Lord, I know that you want to pour out your spirit upon your people, and I just pray, Lord, that today that there would be strength and encouragement that would come to the men and women of God today in this place. And we thank you for it. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are in your walk.